Welcome to Ramesh Studio this beautiful Monday morning. I'm so excited to be chatting with this amazing two ladies. And so there's been so much conversation about um, international students, visa for international students. What can we do? What's the restriction? How can we be get employed? How can we get enrolled into these um, amazing services in the country? How can we take advantage of the um, opportunities that, that, I mean, the surfacing in the country, uh, what can we do as a student? And I mean, how can we be employable? Most importantly, I know I was having a chat with some undergrad and I was telling them about some opportunities they can take as a student and they were so shocked. And I think that's what really prompted this interview uh, or this chat, as we may call it. I have two incredible, very intelligent women in this studio. <laughs> Anna and Helen, I will let you introduce yourself on my right so my name is helen bradley and i'm a career consultant with a focus on international sporting international students and i'm based in the career service at the university of bradford mm, okay and i'm anna fisher also in the career service um my role is employer and placement services consultant focusing on international students amazing um let's start with the very first question can students get employed even while they're staying in the uni? So you, do you mean in terms of part-time jobs? Yes, please. And do you mean jobs within the university? university yes. Um, so there are some jobs on the university campus, um, but not enough for, obviously, every single student. Mm. Um, students are recommended to work no more than 15 hours a week while they're studying, although I know the visa allows to work up to 20 Many students have success in finding part-time work in retail or hospitality. So whilst it's not impossible to find roles within the university, there's not a huge amount of them. So it is always useful to look elsewhere as well. Um, you know, in the Broadway Shopping Centre, in Foster Square, there's lots of retail roles there. And coming up, up to the summer as well, there'll possibly be more in hospitality. Amazing. Um, Anna? Um, what what can a student do to make themselves employable? Um, I think that there are lots of things they can do um, outside of the academic studies. Mm. Um, it's a great idea to to get involved in other activities um, outside of the academics to help yeah. to boost transferable skills that employers are are, are really looking for. Are this really necessary? Absolutely, skills. absolutely. So generally when, when people are applying for jobs, it's those transferable skills that an employer wants to see that they have and they can come from a whole range of things, whether that's work experience on a part-time mm. basis, mm. previous experience, mm. um, but also things like getting involved in student societies, running societies, mm. um, volunteering. There are all sorts of ways to, to boost those skills. Mm. Um, and I think that, that those kinds of skills, they're not linked to a particular sector. Um, they are very much transferable by nature. Sure. So the students can apply them, mm. whether they're going for a, a job in what they've done before or, or something completely different. <clears throat> so it's not about I have 10 BSCs and 20 MSCs. You also have always have to have a transcri- um, transferable skill. 
Amazing. Um, I, I, w- w- I, we're doing this for international students also who probably just left their home and just just here yeah, and they definitely want to do like extra uh, curricular activities or after university what they can do. What services do you provide to make sure that every student in the university is employable? So as a career service, they can access our service whilst they're a student and for five years after graduation. Five years after yeah. graduation. <laughs> and we offer appointments, one-to-one appointments, and these can be virtual. Obviously, they can be face-to-face by mm-hmm. email and sure. um, telephone. So even if they've returned to the home country, they can still reach out and access our service. That's, that's so good. what we do is we will, in a one-to-one appointment, we will understand what the student wants to know. It might be about how do I apply for jobs, what can I do with my degree. And as Anna sort of already touched on, we talk to them about the transferable skills. So it's recognising that maybe they have worked part-time in a care home whilst they've been studying in the UK. Mm. Their experience is in banking and Mm -hmm. they're wanting to apply for banking roles in the UK, for example. Mm -hmm. Sometimes on their CV they don't include the care work because they don't think it's relevant but actually it gives you experience of, well, on your CV, I would be highlighting the fact that I have UK experience and think about those transferable skills that they've developed in care. So that communication, the compassion, the understanding, if they're in a customer-facing role in a bank mm-hmm. or something, it's those skills that they can take that they've developed in the care setting to transfer to a job, for example, in banking. I feel like loads of people don't know this because I I mean what comes to mind is or oh, because I'm employed I'm trying to get employed as a banker I'm trying to run away um from telling the employer that I've done something in the, in the care home which and you, like you rightfully said is very important to state wow <laughs> very eye opening I think that people when you look at a job description there's usually, you know, there'll be a person specification or a skills required section. Mm. And quite often that is a list of skills, sure. not necessarily experience of previous tasks. And in theory, if you have the skills that the job requires, you can learn, learn. the job. Amazing. Uh, what does, how can, how does um, working in the UK, what does, how does it work? Anna? Um good question i mean it depends on the type of role someone wants to do um the type of job obviously students can work part-time while they're studying to um get that bit of uk experience um in terms of graduate opportunities there are a whole range of things to suit different types of 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 people really um so we have graduate schemes which tend to be usually a two-year um, opportunity that that involve training as, as part of the job. Um, and they tend to be very competitive. Recruitment happens very, very early on. Sure. So maybe from a whole year before the role will actually start. Um, but then there are lots of other jobs, aside from graduate schemes, that also mm. offer great opportunities for students um with with big employers but also with smaller smes with charities a whole range of of different organizations really and the recruitment process will differ depending on the type of opportunity so we always say to students 
make sure you find out about all of this information well in advance so you can be as prepared as you can be mm. to apply when you need to apply for the type of roles that are going to be um, best suited for you. <clears throat> I think, do you have anything to add? I was just going to add about, I guess being employable is demonstrating that you have the skills that the employer is looking for. And it doesn't really matter where you've developed those skills. It could be in previous roles. It could be in societies. I mean, you know, an example of motivation and being keen to learn is the fact that an international student might have moved to the UK to con continue the studies. Um, and I think it's to be employable, it's recognising the skills that you've got from your experience. And when you make an application for a job, it's really important that you would tailor that application or that CV to the role. So it's important not to send out the same CV every single time for every single vacancy even though the jobs themselves might be in a similar se sector each employer will have a different list of requirements because it's up to the individual employer to set those requirements sure. so it's having the skills to be employed and it's showing each employer that you have the skills that they're specifically looking for amazing uh, i'm going to quickly do a follow-up on that that you just said can it can a CV actually influence an opportunity, um, a student opportunity to get a job? Absolutely, yes. Because what the employer will do is they've got the requirements of their job, mm. they've got your CV, they're essentially scoring one against the other. Mm. So that what we do is we work with students to make sure that some of the keywords or as many as possible of the keywords from the job description are mentioned on the CV. So if a, you know, a job description says attention to detail, that those words, attention to detail, need to be on your CV with an example of how you can demonstrate you have attention to detail. But how about you have a CV and you just want to... Because to be honest, um, to, like a lot, of, a lot of students are just used to let me compose a CV and just drop to every organisation, whether they're looking for or not. Do you advise that? No. Mm. I mean, to increase the chances of success, it's tailoring your application. Mm. And we realise that is time consuming. Mm. Um, but you would have your CV as a starting point. You may apply, apply for one particular position. So you'd save that version of the CV. Then you'd apply for another one. You'd save that version. So when you saw something else, you could go back to the version that was more similar to the other it. one. And there wouldn't be too much work. Um, quality is definitely better than quantity in instances like this. You'd be better applying for five jobs and really tailoring your CV than 10 or 15 and just sending the same one out because the employers can recognise it's a standard CV and not specific to their job and then sure. they question, well, sure. how much do you want to work for my company or are you just wanting sure. to get sure. a job? sure. I would I would say that I've never thought that employers really take that really um they really focus on that because I, I mean <laughs> well I've not had so much job work experience so it's okay um Hannah how what does what does what does working in the UK like what does it entail um do what what do you mean like a so? job application what does okay. it entail. It's very variable, to be honest. Um, again, it depends on the, the type of job. Some recruitment processes are, are really quite lengthy and um, 
time consuming. There might be lots of different parts. Um, I think it's really important to read, you know, how to apply, what you actually need to do before you even start doing anything. Because sometimes a CV might not be required, for example. Mm. Sometimes it's much more of an online application form. Um and I think sometimes people can spend ages getting their CV, you know, really brilliant for a job. And then they realize, oh, actually, I don't need to submit that. Um, so that's the, the, the first thing, really. Um, in terms of online applications, often there'll be a series of, of questions where students or people who are applying need to kind of think of examples from their previous experience, their academics um, that show or demonstrate that they have a particular skill Um and they can be quite hard things to answer. So I would definitely recommend um, students book an appointment with a member of staff in the career service. So, yeah, we can help with um, job applications, um, any part of the recruitment process, really. So whether that's the application stage, the interview stage, um, preparing for kind of tests that some employers use as part of the process, um, that again can be quite tricky if if people sure. don't understand how to approach those. So yeah, whatever stage it is, we we will be able to support through through our appointment service. Amazing! It's it's so good that um you you can take um a student in hand. I mean, till they get their job. Wow, very incredible, very nice. <laughs> I mean, students can book as many as appointments as they want. And you, you won't get hired. They can continue to book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they might book an appointment to have a CV or application reviewed. Then they might go and weigh and work on it. We won't tell them what to do. Um, we won't write the CV for them. We won't write the application. We will talk them through the process, encourage them to do it, and then we can chat over it. But ultimately, it's their it's their own work that because I what I want to notice is someone can I mean have like so much experience and be so good at what they do but really don't know how to put this together and write a CV and it's so good that that's I mean you're taking people in and to actually do this quite good what advice would do you have for international students who are I mean who just got to the United Kingdom and are looking to um, doing something whilst they're work they're, whilst they're schooling. Yeah, so book an appointment and come and see us to help recognise the transferable skills because we have we know we have a lot of international students with a wealth of experience back in the home country and have worked in some really senior positions. Mm. So quite often their CV may talk about managing staff, meeting KPIs, things like that, and they may think that there's a job at Tesco's, for example, <laughs> that they want to apply for. If they send a CV that's talking about the managing, the, you know, that the roles that they've done, it's not going to help them when they're stacking shelves or working sure, on the tills. Sure. But from the experience that they've got of managing people, they've got excellent communication, time management, people skills. It's those skills we, we need to draw out from the previous experience to show that they can do a job in retail. Mm. You know, we have no doubt in our mind that they, they are more than capable. Sure. And the employer could look at the CV and read between the lines and realise that, yes, this person is capable, but employers don't do that. You've got to tell oh. them that you've got the skills. So it'll be drawing out the softer skills from all the 
you know, the wealth of experience that they've got. And to do that, yeah, come and see somebody in the service. Anna, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of getting that UK-based experience, which is crucial, really, to, to be able to get a, a graduate role later on, consider volunteering opportunities. Oh, yes. um, they can provide some, some brilliant ways to to develop some of those transferable skills but mm. also show um you do have that that bit of experience although they're not paid and i appreciate you know people want and, and need some some cash yeah. um they are really worth considering really for for those who can um and i w- also would say when it does come to making those job applications um try not to be too disheartened when things don't kind of go your way initially I think sometimes students can make a lot of applications and it (laughs) is quite soul destroying really when um you're not getting positive responses but seek the support that 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 you need from careers um you will get a positive outcome eventually. <laughs> and all of those applications that you are making, that in itself will be an experience. An experience. You will learn from that. Sure. Um, Let's talk about volunteering. Does the, I mean, does, because uh, first of all, let me ask you, how many hours do you think a student is allowed to work? So they are, well, visa-wise, students can work up to 20 hours a week during term time, um, full-time over holiday periods, and Mm. those periods do differ depending on the course and the level someone's studying at. Um, Mm. But from a university perspective, we would always recommend no more than 15 hours a week to to fit comfortably alongside your studies. Okay. And... um, does this volunteering thing, does the time also count part of the 15 hours? It's a good question and it's one that, that we get asked about quite a lot. Um, if it's complete volunteering, as in there's no payment, there's no payment in kind, so no expenses covered or anything like that, it is purely volunteering, then they do not count um, to the twenty hours a week allowance. That's good. That means you can you can gain experiences in different places, and while still not getting paid, and you can still put that on your CV. Absolutely, mm. and and I think sometimes people are tempted to leave things off their CV, like volunteering, because they don't see it as valuable. But actually, it very much is, as as we've said. Um, and it might be that, you know, someone's able to volunteer for a few hours a week, perhaps mm, alongside mm. something else that they're doing, um, which would be absolutely fine. Wow. Thank you for letting me know this. Because I, I, I always get asked this question. Um, if I volunteer, um, do, I hope he's not counting a part of my 15 hours. And I still, want, of course, because we know the term volunteering is you don't get paid. And I still really want to make money. Uh, so do I just stick to just making the money and living at volunteering? And so I'm happy now that lots of students know, now know that they can volunteer while still doing like the other jobs, so you can do your regular nine to five. But please always try to volunteer as it counts um, in your CV and it, it goes a long way because I know a lot of employers really watch out for that. Like mm-hmm. seriously, okay. Um, do you ha- do you know about any visa rules and regulations that you think that students should know? Um, 
I think, I mean, we're not experts on visa and we would signpost students to the visa team um, with any sort of real visa inquiries. But as Anna said, the restrictions allow them to work 20 hours a week through term time. Um, When they get to the end of the degree... They and they they actually get to the end of the degree as in the course end date. Mm. With the student visa, they then have the four months after the student. Well, the, sorry, from the end of the course, the student visa has four more months before it expires. So mm. within that four months, they can work full time. But some courses. Um, so if you join a course in September and it's of twelve yeah. months and it finishes yeah. the following September through the summer before you're working on your dissertation. And we find a lot of students are applying for full-time internships at this point and get rejected because they can't work full-time on Mm. the visa. And that is because we appreciate that they're working on the dissertation so they maybe do have more time. Mm -hmm. The visa rules are obviously not made by (laughs) ourselves, but they are here as a student in the first instance. And if they can find a summer internship where they can work 20 hours a week, then that would be fine. But just to be very careful about applying for full-time opportunities, getting to interview, even getting offered the position to then say, well, I can only work 20 hours. The employer has probably asked for a full-time person because that's what they They need. So it's probably worth checking out before you start making the application um, or seeking out part-time opportunities where they can just fit around the visa. That's very true because what you find there's lots of people um, apply for a job and once they get employed, they will now say, oh, I'm sorry, I can do it for the next six months. Mm-hmm. And, and after then, which, I mean, already tweaks the employer off. They are not already happy about it. How can p- students get to book an appointment with you? Good question. Um, so we use a platform called Handshake. Um, all students will have an account on there. They they may need to um, log in for the first time and and update some details and things, but they should should all be on there um, automatically once they've enrolled. Um, and that is the platform we use for booking appointments. Um, you can kind of select a, a category depending on what the need is. Um, and then there should be different availabilities, different times and days to, to, to suit. As Helen said before, it can be in person, virtual, by phone. Um, but Handshake is also where we um, meant we we list the different events that we're running in, in the career service. Uh, we might have employers running a session that students can sign up to. Um, so it's worth kind of looking Look at, at those as well because we have all sorts going on at different times. Um, and we also use it to advertise jobs. That's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's where loads of students get their jobs from and shake. And I would encourage every student to go on and check now and definitely sign or no, already you're signed up already. Just log in. And I mean, it's a good place to also prepare your CV, put it there and ask someone to review. Uh, they will review and get back to you. It's very important. I mean, as a student, to definitely take advantage of handshake. And thank you, Hannah and Ellen. I told you you will kill it. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much for thank joining you. me this morning. I'm so excited about this eye-opening experience. So many things I did not know. Even me as a 
professional service, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and you're, you're just telling me I'm excited I had the chat with you. Thank you so much. And thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you.